What's up, Hogland Nation? You know we gotta tell you about Mr. T's Tuxedos. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area, and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry. To take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrT'sTux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Manis, along... Whoa. Oh my gosh. On episode 150, I messed it up. That is that is not good. But here we are, folks. 150. Are I'll take over. Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, Jack Manis, alongside co-host Mitchell. Today... We are discussing NFL Week One. That w- that might have been the best intro you've ever done, and you've only done probably like six. I but... jacked your intro, and I just did it better. Yeah. Oh well. Well, thank you, folks, for sticking with us for 150 episodes. If you have, if they you're might new not now, if yeah, maybe if you're not... new. It's not what it's usually like. I I guess I'm on my game 98 percent of the time, and I guess sure. that I just I don't know. I don't know what that was. Welcome back, folks. Today, we have a great episode for you today. Uh, We'll be talking some NFL futures bets and some week one stuff. Um, I guess this is an extension of our NFL preview uh, shows, multiple, from last week. Um, We will be saying our awards. It's it's kind of in line with what we're talking about today. That's why we saved it for today's episode. Uh, Go through all the awards in the NFL. Um, We'll be saying some other futures that we like as well. And then, as I I mentioned, we'll be talking some Week 1 DFS and some Week 1 game lines and over-under point totals and whatnot that we like. So... Uh, it should be a fun show, and I guess we can get right into it with our awards. Yes. Which order would you like? Should we save MVP for last? We can go with uh, let's go with Coach of the Year. Okay. Not on the not on DraftKings. It's as, not as a bettable award. I don't know why. Me neither. But who do you have for Coach of the Year? My pick is someone that I pr- I think I mean I, I think they should win it if how I, you know, the season progresses how I think it will, but anyway, I'll explain it later. You can go first. Coach of the year. I chose Brandon Staley. That's a great pick. I think, um, I think that he would, he would be in my top three choices. Especially because I have, I have him, I, excuse me, I have the Chargers 10 and 7 and making the playoffs. So Uh I think, and I think that'll be a, uh, I think he could really – I think he's a good shot just because he's a first-year coach. 
he was uh, highly coveted in the coaching search uh, ranks and... Yeah, but explain, I guess, for you, what you think. I believe he's tied for the favorite with Stefanski and Shanahan. Um, Stefanski's going to win it two years in a row. Possibly. Uh, I just feel like that won't happen. Those are the odds per sportsbettingdime.com. Reason you just said I agree with it, Brandon Staley could... uh, could win this they went seven and nine last year i think they're on the previous show i predicted them to go 10 and seven and i think they could get 11 maybe even 12 wins so um big jump he's a great defensive mind he was defensive coordinator of the rams last year um and the chargers have pieces on defense uh hopefully they can put it together and if anyone can put them together it'd be brand staley so um I guess that's, yeah. There you go. That's all the reasons I got. Yeah, I, I think that's a, certainly a solid uh, pick there. Mine is, again, I can't really see the NFL giving this coach the, the award, but I think he should, and it's Bill Belichick. Okay. I'm never the, opposed to giving the Bill Belichick. I have the Patriots winning the, the AFC East, if you listen to our AFC preview, at 12-5. and five. And, you know, obviously... They'll have Mac Jones as their quarterback this year, and if he can win the division with Mac Jones and he plays well, then I think he should get some consideration for it at least. You know, after a down year for them last year, they would be, you know, if they won 12 games, they'd be winning five more than they did last year. So that, that's a, a little bit of a turnaround. And, you know, w- with a roster that, which I certainly like, and I think Jack, you know, generally likes it as well, kind of. I forget, what'd you have them at? Not, uh, 10 and 7, right? 9 and 8. 9 and 8, okay. I think, you know, with a roster that I think is good, but it's there's still a lot of unproven things about it. So see how it's all going to come together. And if it does, then I think you should get some consideration for it. Okay. Sure. Let's move on to defensive rookie of the year. Who you have? I think that this is. I had a tougher time choosing for this one. So. Uh, I went with the favorite. I went with Michael Parsons. Uh, going into this, I going into the draft, I believed he was the best defensive player available talent-wise. The draft board proved that. I mean, he was the first defensive player taken. Um, I chose him because, uh, well, one, he looked great in preseason. Um, and two, he there's just a lot of opportunity to get get stats on this on this defense. I mean, he's comes into a situation where he's probably the best defensive like defense player on his team, and he's also the middle linebacker. So, um, you know, that's a position that racks up tackles. So he should lead his team in tackles. Could have a hundred plus in year one. So he just has the opportunity to get a lot of stats to get the award. That's why I went with him. Right. Okay. Yeah, that, that 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 you're right. He's the favorite. Uh, do you know what his odds are? Do you have that written Draft down? DraftKings. Uh, f- from what I remember, I think it's plus six hundred. I'm looking right now. Uh, plus six hundred. Yes. Okay. I have Zayvon Collins. He's fourteen. Okay. Uh, plus fourteen hundred. I think I really liked him in the pre-draft process, and I think he has an opportunity to shine in Arizona. Uh, he can really do a lot of different things. And I, as a whole, I'm not. 
I don't think Arizona's defense is going to be that great, especially in the secondary. I know they have Buda Baker, but um, you know their corners and the rest of their secondary. Is, Lost Patrick Peterson. It's a big piece. Been there for a while, obviously. Right. They they have a super super inexperienced uh, secondary outside of him. Uh, so. I think that will be, you know, not a great unit, but I think the front seven is intriguing, and I think he can, you know, do a decent amount of things and accumulate stats and, you know, maybe make some big plays and, you know, put him on the radar for Defensive Rookie of the Year. He is, I think, probably like the fourth, fifth name down. Okay. Yeah, yeah so he's 14-1, to 1 and uh, that that's my pick. Just, you know, makes sense. We picked people that we liked in the, in the pre-draft process. Yeah. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Before you go, who do you think I'm going to pick? I think you're going to pick Justin Fields. And to your surprise, I'm also picking Justin Fields. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was thinking about this. Well, I'll just... I did this award last, first of all, when going through them. And this may be, like, my boldest one I've done. So I kind of wanted to, like... Didn't want to go chalk with a Trevor Lawrence here. Um, I just kind of see reasons. I just had more reasons to not pick everyone else. So I wanted to go quarterback because I think it's very un. It's very un- not just I think I, it is unlikely that it goes to a position player that's not quarterback. Um, the t- the years that. Let's see. On the top of my head, the last time that's happened was 2018 with Barkley. The quarterbacks that year, Josh Allen and Lamar, didn't hit their peak yet, and that was all the quarterbacks that would possibly get it. Uh, 2017, Kamara got it, and Mahomes didn't play that year. Uh, Trubisky stunk. Sean Watson, Watson was out for half the year. ACL, yeah. yeah. So, um. I think a lot's got to happen for a pitch player to get it. Josh, Justin Jefferson puts up 1,400 yards, doesn't get it. I understand the year Herbert have, and I personally I thought Herbert should get it, but it just – it's not – I really don't see this going to a position player. If I had a big a position player, I'd probably pick Najee because of the volume he's going to get from week one. Um, Kyle Pitts? I just – I think Kyle Pitts is fantastic. I, I really don't – I think the hype for him in year one is a little, uh, a little too much. Like, sure, he can be an anomaly since he was taken fourth overall, and it's never happened from a tight end. But you know, tight ends just historically don't put up numbers. I don't know. He can prove me wrong in year one. Um, but he, just talking, Kyle Pitts ten to one. Justin Fields, who we both selected, is uh, plus seven fifty. Now, to make an argument against all the other players um trey lance i kind of feel like i love trey lance a lot but i feel like it could be a patch Mahomes situation where he's going into an already good team the 49ers are a good team they were just hurt last year that's why they have that opportunity to move up to get him at three um i think garoppolo could kind of keep this team afloat similar to how alex smith did with the chiefs in 2017 so I don't know how I question marks but Lance will get in. Um Zach Wilson, you know, he's gonna be putting up I think he has the chance to put up a lot of stats. Their defense is very bad, so he's gonna be throwing the ball a lot, but offensive line still questionable. 
Um, and it's the same situation Trevor Lawrence, too. Um, Bad defense, questionable line. Yeah. And then for the case of Mac Jones, uh, I mean, I just don't think he's that good. I know – I don't think you think he's great, but you ha- are high in the Patriots. I'm, I, Of course, I trust Bill Belichick, too, but um, I simply he's – He's just going to be a game manager, in my opinion. Maybe he can get more than that, be more than that, but I don't see that his rookie season. He'll be more than a game manager. So um, that's why reasons to fade him. And then we're left with Justin Fields. Um, how about you You go while you pick Justin Fields. So I've made an argument against pretty much everyone else. So go, why Justin Fields? And I'll piggyback if there's anything left. Okay. Well, real quickly on Mac Jones, I just wanted to say that I think that he can play winning football, but I don't really know if he'll have the stats to do it. I mean, he should, you know, if he stays healthy, we'll play all 17 games. But again, this is kind of a stat driven award, so I don't know if he'll have the stats to do it, but I think he'll play good football, not turn the, uh, you know, he won't throw many interceptions. Like, that's kind of my rationale behind Mac Jones. Justin Fields. I think when he steps on the field, he's going to, you know, offer a lot of passing upside and rushing upside. I think he could have, I mean, this all comes down to at the end of the day when he is the starter, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if he plays, I think he needs to play at least 13 or 14 games. Like he needs to be the starter by week three or four in order to win this award, in my opinion. So Assuming that happens, then I think he's got a really good shot. But uh, I hope the Bears aren't stupid and keep him on the sideline because that because I also did say the Bears would win the division. I know that's a bold call. That is, and that's why if I think if they win the division and Justin Fields plays well, then I think he's going to win it because I, he's just he's going to be fantastic. And um, but it ultimately all comes down to that when he when he sees the field as the starting quarterback. Um, yeah, I could see see it being like a uh i mean he's a more dual threat than most quarterbacks so i could see it being kind of like a kyler murray rookie of the year campaign in 2019 similar to that um and just to compare it to last Mm. year uh i mean people didn't expect justin herbert to get in that quickly i know that circumstance how he got in in week two was kind of crazy and shouldn't happen again um, but I do see Justin Fields. He should, in our opinion, be there by, he should be there now, but week three. Um, so again, take over like Justin Herbert did last year. Um, and then a point that I remember reasons why Lawrence and Zach Wilson, I think that they're just comparing it to last year. I think there could be slight injury concern with the bad O-line, just like it was with Joe, Joe Burrow. They could miss time. I think I'm not predicting an injury at all, but um, i just trying to draw comparisons there. And another thing I remembered, the reason to not go position player, non-quarterback to for this award, if Zeke didn't win it in 2016, Dak Prescott did, then I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, that, was, that was crazy. But... Um, yeah, I guess that's all we. I guess we can finish up. We can wrap up this conversation about rookie of the year. Yeah, we spent a lot, a lot of time <laughs> on that. Um, comeback player of the year. I kind of went chalk, went Dak. It's gonna be Dak if he plays all seventeen games and does decently. He's gonna win it just because he was the 
this, I feel like this award in particular, a lot of them are narrative driven, but especially this one, you know what I mean? Yeah. His injury was so talked about and it was like a pretty gruesome injury and right. he's going to win it if he, if he stays in the field and plays well, like good enough. You know what I mean? Even if he doesn't like do what he was doing in the first quarter of last season, I think he's gonna. He's I, yeah. He's my pick as well. The only one plus I inter- two, plus two ten. The only one I entertain now. If you just like what you just said, if Dak comes on the field and plays just good enough this whole season, what if McCaffrey has another twenty nineteen McCaffrey? Yeah, maybe, but it's just. I still think it would be Dak. I just I feel like his McCaffrey's injury just wasn't as bad. I mean, he did play like. He, not even that, but it, it, Dak's injury was so much more in the spotlight. Yeah. In right. terms of like fantasy football, yes, McCaffrey had a huge impact. But in terms of like the, yeah, widespread NFL landscape of just right. the casual viewer, you know what I mean? Like they were more focused on Dak's injury than than uh, McCaffrey's. So I think that that's a strong case for Dak, and he's the favorite at plus two ten, as we mentioned. Yeah, defensive player of the year. Homer pick uh, when T.J. Watt. So did I. Plus eight hundred. Now we did just get an alert here that he could miss week one. You got an alert? Yes, I did. It said Watt could miss Steelers opener. Um, Contract I, dispute might leave T.J. Watt on the sideline when the Steelers play the Bills on the Sunday. Yeah, I was gonna. Um, I was gonna bring that up. Uh, I saw there are reports about that. There are other reports that it won't matter. He's gonna play. I mean, maybe it's just me being hopeful, but I really don't think he's going to miss time as for the contract holdout. He's gone about this whole process pretty professionally. Um, he hasn't. It's te- it's called a hold in, uh, where he's there, he's present, but he's not really doing drills. Doesn't want to risk injury before uh, before signing. So, um, I don't think he. he I really doubt he'll 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 miss time. We're going to pay him on Thursday. Yeah. No, I honestly do think we will get a deal done this week. Um, I mean, the Steelers organization. That would be the, that, that would that be the biggest contracts we've ever been. We give Ben that money, but other than that. Yeah, it'll be the biggest defensive contract in history, I right. can imagine. But in, to put this humbly, like the Steelers know how to – handle these things well i guess you can say they didn't with Le'Veon bell but looking back on it they did um i really think a deal is going to get done but aside from the whole contract situation why ed chosen of the year he's got gyp- defensive, player, defensive of player of the year excuse me like, he got gypped out two years in a row he should he really should have back-to-back to defensive player of the years and he's more motivated than ever i know but dupree's gone but we talked about in the previous show, we really like Alex Highsmith and we brought in Melvin Ingram. So I think they're going to take some pressure off of him and he's going to, his sack total is still going to be up there and his quarterback pressures and hits and TFLs as well. So yeah, led the league in sacks, tackles for loss and quarterback hits last year. His sack totals have increased each year of his career from seven, 13, 14 and a half and 15 and he did that in 50. He didn't play 16 games last year. He set out last week. Correct. He had a sack a game. So 
for all the reasons you said, I'm I'm right there with you. I think this is finally his um, this year. He's plus 800. I believe he's the third favorite behind Donald and Garrett, maybe. I want to even say he's tied with Chase Young. Something like that. So, you know. No, yeah, he's, you're correct. Okay. Chase Young's plus 850. TJ's plus 800. Gotcha. Yep. All right. So, yeah, that, that whenever I was, um, I don't know if you remember or recall last episode when I said, I think we're going, I don't know if I we even said this on the episode. I may have just told you without like off the, off the air. Uh, but I, th- I thought we were going to agree on two of them and it was TJ Watt and Dak Prescott. And so far we've agreed on three with fields as well. So I think we agree on this last one too. Wait, we have two more. We have two more offense player of the year. Who do you have? Um, that's what I'm pulling up. I'm going Kamara. Oh my gosh, we four. We're gonna do five. I think we agree MVP too. But uh, Kamara, uh, how about you go first? I think I've been going first. Kamara, I have him at plus sixteen. Oh, he is at plus sixteen hundred on DraftKings. <laughs> I didn't in your own I, personal sports book. You yeah, have him at plus the Hogline sports book. Yeah, maybe one day. I think Kamara. Did I? I also don't know if I said this to you or someone else. I just can't remember who I told things, but. Kamara, a thousand and a thousand. Yeah, you did say that, right? I think he's gonna have a hundred catches and a thousand and a thousand. That, that I would not be surprised. So, and I mean, especially because Thomas is going to miss at least uh, five games, six weeks, and it could potentially be more. He I, he's just going to get like ten targets a game, right? In in that stretch of games, and you saw it last year when Thomas missed time as well that his Kamara's reception totals, you know, increased significantly um he's just such a big part of the offense offensive line is still fantastic a top five unit and he's just going to be if he stays healthy which that's the caveat with every single player we mention with no matter what we're talking about fantasy or awards he's just going to absolutely explode and you know I would have taken him probably second overall in fantasy I know you I got him last night with fourth overalls how quick did I make that pick do you remember yeah, it was, it was very quickly. I was already, I was writing Derrick Henry, and then you just said Alvin Kamara just went right to the next yeah. next spot. So, yeah, we did have our fantasy draft last night, and Jack got Kamara with the fourth pick, fourth pick, which I would be, you know, that that would be my favorite pick. I was I was content with Aaron Jones. I got him eighth overall, but you know, Kamara at fourth, I think that's fantastic. We don't need to go on that tangent right there. We need to stay on track. Um, do you have anything else to add on Kamara? I can't believe we agreed. Uh, I don't have anything to add. Just about this award in general, I don't like this award. <laughs> I think it's the non-quarterback MVP. Well, it really it should be that, but it's not. You know, the quarterbacks sometimes they give it to the MVP, which I think is just dumb. I think it should be the non-quarterback MVP. Um, and Derrick Henry won it, won it last year, and I could see Kamara having a dominant season like McHenry did last year, this year. So ahead of Kamara, there's. Well, tied with Kamara, it's Chubb and Kittle at plus sixteen hundred each. No way, Kittle Sorry. wins that. Yeah, That's no, a donation to the sports odd. book. Um, Devontae Adams also plus sixteen hundred as well. Josh Allen plus fifteen hundred. Dalvin Cook plus fourteen hundred. Aaron Rodgers plus twelve hundred. McCaffrey plus a thousand. Mahomes plus seven hundred. Henry again plus seven hundred. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So yeah, I think Kamara is a good value at sixteen to one. So mm-hmm. certainly something to look into. MVP. I went with the favorite with Mahomes. You think you thought I was going to agree? Yeah, you disagree. I disagree. Okay, who? it's going to be Justin Herbert. Okay, that's a 
that's a bold one a little bit. Justin Herbert's eighteen to one. What's Mahomes' odd? You mentioned he's the favorite. He's the favorite plus five hundred. Okay. I mean, I guess you don't really need to spend too much time unless you want to. I don't talking about Mahomes just because. Yeah. I mean, what is what is there to say? I mean, he could probably win it every year for the next ten years if he's healthy. So. Right. Yeah. Um, I think Justin Herbert's gonna have. A, uh, he's gonna build upon the year he had last year. I think he could throw for around five thousand yards. I mean, what did he have last year? Like 41, 4,200, I think. Yeah. And he missed a game. So, And then there's an extra game this year. So, yes. so he'd probably... He'd be close to on, it. With yeah. his rookie year stats per game, probably very close to that, or the pace of that. So, Right. Exactly. And I think around maybe 40 passing touchdowns and maybe like four or five rushing is certainly on the table for him. Yeah. Uh, I think the Chargers will make the playoffs. I have him at 10 and 7. So... Um, I just I like the value there, and I think he's going to make that second year quarterback leap. And you know, I know yes, he, he's probably like, I don't remember exactly what number he is down the list, but I have it right here. He, you said he was plus eighteen hundred, tied with Dak and Stafford at plus eighteen hundred. I also them, like Stafford as well. I think that's them, a good value. Uh, Kyler plus sixteen hundred, Lamar plus sixteen hundred, Tom Brady plus fourteen hundred, Russell Wilson plus fourteen hundred, Josh Allen plus twelve hundred, Aaron Rodgers plus a thousand, Mahomes plus five hundred. Okay. All right. Cool. So we agreed on four of the awards, uh, and th- those are our predictions for the upcoming season. Uh, yep. We'll run through a couple of you know interesting future bets along. You know, I guess the awards are also considered futures as well, but. Is there anything that caught your eye in terms of this? I have, I just have two written down. I have a few. I placed a few last night, actually. Uh, so after we uh, both had Chiefs-Rams in the Super Bowl. As oh, we, should we just say, yeah, who do, who do you have winning? Chiefs. I have the Rams. Okay, cool. Um, well, since we both had that as a Super Bowl matchup, I saw it as a sign to place a wager on it, so... I did DraftKings name that final name the finalist uh, Chiefs versus Rams. Um, what are the odds? They were like they're plus twenty two hundred. Okay. I think it was like this. It was the second behind Chiefs and Buccaneers. I, I think. Uh, last night I also decided to hedge that a little bit because I'm pretty high on the Packers. I don't think. Well, you ha- you don't have them winning division, but I have them missing the playoffs. Yeah, you do. Uh, I hedged that a little bit. I went Chiefs Packers. Uh, odds are similar, plus twenty five hundred. I put a less of a wager on that, but um, those are my two name that finalists. Name the finalists. Okay. I'm going a little bit of a different direction here. I have the. I I thought it was interesting. The last winless team. I know you were also looking yeah. at that as well. Two that caught my eye were the Texans and the Bengals. Texans have a pretty rough schedule. The only thing that makes me nervous is week one. Yeah, I because know. Because they do play the Jags at home. Right. But the Texans are just such an awful team, and they just look very void of talent this year. Uh, their schedule goes Jacksonville, as we mentioned, at Cleveland versus Carolina, at Buffalo, home against New England, at Indianapolis, at Arizona, home against the Rams, at Miami, at Tennessee. So that's right. a pretty brutal, you know, especially for a team that bad. And then, and then they play the Jets. So I think yeah. maybe Jacksonville week one, and then Jets, whatever week that is. Maybe Carolina too, but every other game is, I think, an automatic loss in my opinion. I unless something at, crazy happens. Looking at that, exa- that last night, the last winless team, which I told you about, um, 
the I do think the Jags will win week one. Uh, the only other thing, yeah, I was looking at their schedule and the Jets they play, as you said, that's on November 28th. That's so far. It's so deep into the season. You know what I mean? Right. So. And like the, they're not even the favorite. I, I know the Detroit's the, the favorite. Lions are the favorite. Which I forget. I then looked at the Lions schedule, and uh, I don't remember exactly who what their opponents are. But I I noticed, in my opinion at least, I thought they had some somewhat winnable games. They got Detroit Week Six. Detroit has Detroit Week Six. Sorry, they have the Bengals Week Six. Right, so that is a game where like they could win, and I feel like there was like one Jacksonville. Yeah, they got Jacksonville so, as well. Sorry, I'm reading my. Sorry, I just want spoiler. The next team I have to talk about for this is the Bengals at plus eleven hundred. Okay, I was reading the the Bengals schedule. That's why I got confused there. Um, I think they're a solid pick for this as well. I mean they they're a little bit down the list at plus eleven hundred, so you're getting better odds, but. They've got Minnesota, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Green Bay, Detroit, Baltimore. So, you know, Jacksonville and Detroit. But I think Burrow is going to get off to a slow start this year, still recovering from that uh, injury. And I think the Bengals are a team to look at as well for this. Yeah, that's a fair one to look for. I just – they're they're pretty bad, the Bengals. Just It's just Burrow is the – X factor when comparing to the Texans and Lions. Um, my next one is Texans. I decided just to go all in on how bad the Texans are because, like, they're the worst roster I've seen going into a season from what I remember. Even, like, the 0 16 Lions had Calvin Johnson. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just, Texans to go 0 17, uh, I put a dollar fifty on it to win $31. There you go. And plus 2,000. Sweet. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Texans are really bad. Yeah. Um, anything else that catches your eye? One more. Okay. I also have one, but it's it's nothing crazy, but go and ahead. Coincidentally, uh, TJ just sent me a text. I'm just going to read it. I'm going to read TJ's text. Okay. Uh I know we debated this one time last year, and I confirm. I just confirmed my point that Daniel Jones had the highest QBR last year and passes over 20 yards. My deep ball throwing theory on him being lead is confirmed true. Is it anti-Daniel Jones wager I placed last night, uh, the interception leader? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that's good. So... Let me re- yeah say like the odds and who else was like in contention and I'll I'll tell you if I think that was good which you know first glance here I think that is a, a solid selection but go uh, ahead most interceptions thrown Sam Darnold at plus seven fifty he's the favorite also Fitzpatrick at plus seven fifty I don't I don't think Darnold Fitzpatrick's be- not gonna be throwing as much to get that award in my opinion anyway golf plus eight hundred. Zach Wilson plus nine hundred, Mac Jones plus a thousand, Trevor Lawrence plus eleven hundred, Jalen Hurts plus eleven hundred, Ben Roethlisberger plus twelve hundred, then Daniel Jones plus fourteen hundred. That makes now he should Daniel Jones be top three in that award. <laughs> I, yeah, like when I saw him, like I gotta place Daniel Jones plus fourteen hundred. I that. might have to do that too because that just doesn't make any sense in my opinion. Like he should be, he should be. I wouldn't be surprised if he was number one. As a, you mean the favorite? Yes, the yeah. favorite, but he should be at least top three favorite for that. Well, that I, is he's crazy. A ninth. He's a ninth, right? That is, I, that is I, insane. Like, 
he's a turnover machine and his O-line's not good. He's going to be throwing he's going to be throwing he's got weapons he's going to throw to so he's going to be have to throw the ball and he's going to be under pressure and it's going to force a lot of mistakes. And yeah, I think I just, I think I it's plus 1400. I think I put like a dollar to get like $22. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's a good call. And I, I thought if I had, if and if I had more uh, bankroll to work with, I'd put more on that. Put your mortgage on it, folks. I uh, don't, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought you kept re- reading name after name. I'm like, okay, wh- when's Jones gonna be there? But wow, okay, fourteen hundred. That's a good call. Uh, mine's not as fun as that. It's just the football team to win the NFC East at plus 200. I already said on the previous uh, episode that they were going to win the division. Um, I think this is cert- I think they should be the favorite. I think they're going to win it again. And if you're getting a plus odds, especially plus 200, I think it's a good, uh, good spot there. So Cowboys, I think are like 150, I think. And I, I it's not a, like a lock by any means because it is a, you know, competitive division. A little bit, and especially yeah. for those two teams. Um, so I just like that one. So football okay. team at plus 200. Yeah. We will transition now into our some week one um, game lines, spreads, money lines, point totals that we like. I have seven written down. Okay. Uh, of them. So I, I guess, you know, you can say, you can just about all yours off first, and then I'll do the same. Well, I've been thinking about... A- I'm gonna. I traditionally build a five leg parlay to place every every week. Um, usually, I would do. I mean, in years past, I've done just like what the sports book made the spreads, but I do like altering them, alternating them a little bit. Um, what I have right now that I may go with. Uh, first leg. Uh, over in the Cardinals Titans game. I also have that. I think. It's 52, which I believe is the highest one of no, week one. Browns and Chiefs were 53. Okay, so it's up there though, and it is you know it could be a trap because it is pretty high. So like, you know, we look at this two pretty not great defenses, uh, two yeah. offenses that could be pretty pretty great as well, and we think the over in that. But you know, the sports books know what they're doing, so they set it at 52 for a reason. So, right. but I I do I do have that written down as well, over 52 in that game. Yeah. Um, next one was the, sorry, getting it right now, uh, Vikings minus three over the Bengals. I like that. I don't have it. I don't have it uh, written down here, but I do like that one. I was just, you know, a couple minutes ago saying how I believe the Bengals will get off to a slow start, but right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one, uh, where are we at here? Packers minus four. Oh, interesting. I have Saints plus four. Mm, okay. Um, I go with the Packers because the Saints are a little disheveled right now uh, with the hurricane going on. They're not practicing at their home facility. Right. It's going to be a home game. It's in and, Jacksonville. Yes, and and like they just changed location. They're in Jacksonville. So a lot of moving parts in the Saints, Saints end. I mean, Packers too, but Packers weren't expecting a home game to start with. So, um, And also, you know, first uh opening a new opening day quarterback for the saints for the first time in 15 16 years so right that that's something to note uh and also you know they don't have too many weapons to throw to other than alvin kamara 
there's going to be I I could see a little bit of growing pains, and I think the Packers take care of business somewhat handedly. Okay. So what do you think? I mean, to be honest, it slipped to my mind that this game wasn't going to be played at the Superdome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I still I still like the Saints here at plus four. I think Jameis is going to come out playing pretty well. I'm not super high on the Green Bay defense. We kind of talked about that a little bit last episode. Um, no Bakhtiari for the Packers for the first six games of the season. So I think the offensive line could be even worse than you know we initially thought it would be. And I just think four. I think four points is a little too low. I mean, I, I think this should be maybe like two and a half. No, I in my parlay I did have it altered alt to two and a half. Um, I don't know. I might go four though. Right. I do like altering them to four, two and a half just to you know get the field goal. But yeah, true. Okay. All right. So we have a little bit of a disagreement there. Uh, who's your next one? How many do you have? I had five. Okay. So you have two more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where are we at? I'm gonna go with the Panthers. I had it. I'm. I'll just say Panthers minus five and a half. What it's set at over the Jets. I like that too. I think. Uh, well, I'll touch on it on uh, when we get to the DFS portion as well. But I, I think that's a good call. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we mentioned how bad the Jets defense is. Um, Sam Darnold. There's a lot of weapons on this offense. I know their O-line is like a little just average below average, but I mean I still we both still kind of believe in Sam we believe Sam Donald can be uh decent. And but he's got Kamara, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall, I think was I don't know. I think I saw a post or something. Maybe he was the highest graded rookie in the preseason by PFF. That's what I like to hear. By 201 in Dynasty. I don't know if that's right. Maybe just he was like voted on like the best player, best rookie in preseason by something. I don't know. But he's had a good preseason. There's weapons there, and I think they can really light up this Jets defense. And I think the Panthers defense is – it's not great. It's somewhat competent, though. And I think they could take care of Zach Wilson and company week one at home. I like that as well. Don't have it written down. Uh, what's your last one? My last one. Uh, now I just th- it's it's the Forty Niners. They they got the Lions. I threw in their money line, which they're minus three sixty five, just to add a little bit. They're seven and a half point favorites, which I it's really a big number. It's, it is a big number. I would alt that to six and a half. Maybe I think that's still a little tough. I don't know. The lines really aren't good, <laughs> so I think I'd be comfortable with six and a half. My six and a half with the just again by touchdown there. Yeah, gotcha. It's it's good to you know get that seven uh, point you right. know right there. So that's it. Yep. Those are my. What was that five? Yeah. Yeah. So you have some overlapping, I think, but uh, what. You have like three left, I think? No, I think I have like four or five. Okay, go for it. I'll, I'll just run through them real quickly. I have the under in the Denver uh, Giants game. It's 42, which is definitely on the lower side for week one. Mm-hmm. Two offenses, you know, I mean, especially New York. I think the Denver defense is going to absolutely slaughter them. You know, we just talked about Daniel Jones being the interception leader. And... You know, the Giants have an okay defense, and I guess you could say pretty decent as well. So I, I'd see this game going under. 
Um, again, still pretty low, so it does make me a little nervous. So it, they, you know, really have to not score, but I think it, it's got a good shot there. I like Bucks minus seven and a half. I, Zach Martin's out with oh, he's on his COVID. Um, I think the Bucks are absolutely going to come out guns a blazing and just they're going to cover the seven and a half. I think it's going to be a blowout. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I know it's a big number, but. You know, I I love the Cowboys, as we know, but I don't hate it, Yeah, being honest. Okay. I do think it'll be high scoring, though. Yeah. I I think uh, I could see, like, uh, maybe 38-21 type game, something like that. Yeah. I've got Seahawks minus two and a half. Uh, You know, Carson Wentz is still questionable to play, but it looks like he may. Same with Quentin Nelson. Um, But I think the Seahawks win by more than a field goal. So okay. Minus two and a half. That's what it's set at. That's a tough one, sure. Patriots minus three. Play Miami at home week one. Um you know, I just I I, I like the Patriots. I've said I said it a decent amount so far. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not personally big on that one, but you like the Patriots, go for it. Right. I think it's a little risk with Mac Jones first start. Interesting. I mean, look at the the QB matchup. Two versus Mac. That's interesting. Yeah. That is And certain. do the Eagles play that division. Is we're gonna get a Jalen Hurts? I, I think we are. We are due for that because I know the Eagles Super Bowl year they played the Patriots in 2017. Well, I could be wrong. Last year the NFC East played the AFC North. Yeah, just look up their schedule. That would be easier. Us trying to do go through it uh, through memory. Uh, last one I have is just Rams minus seven and a half. Andy Dalton starting week one. Bears offensive line isn't that great. Aaron Donald could get a couple sacks. I think they're gonna. He's gonna be all over the place. I think the Rams are. I think the, the, the first Sunday football matchup is gonna be a little bit of a blowout as well. I think the Rams take care of business pretty easily. Eagles play the AFC West. Got okay. The, yeah. Right, because they play the, the Chiefs, Chiefs. I think week three or four. So. Yeah, week week four. All right, so we will conclude today's episode with a little bit of DFS stuff. I'm um, just going to, you know, Jack, I don't think Jack has much for this. I don't. So I'm just going to run through some names that I like um, that stood out to me. If you're going to pay up a quarterback, uh, which isn't necessarily the best strategy most weeks, but I've got Kyler Murray at uh, 7,600. He said how we like the over in that game. Tennessee's defense isn't great at all. I think Kyler's going to have a great week one. Hope he does. I have him on, like, three of my teams, clearly. So, yeah. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I have fifty five hundred. I think he could. You know, he's always a a threat to blow up and have a big week. You know, it could be the other direction as well. So it could <laughs> definitely uh, come back to bite you. But I think Fitzpatrick definitely uh, provides some value there, and I really like the uh, Sam Darnold revenge game week one too. He's at five thousand. Um, okay. You know, it's not in New York, but he's playing his old team. I think he'll have a little bit of extra motivation there. So he's he's pretty cheap as well at at five thousand. So I like that as uh, that value. Running back, I have three names written down. One of them is going to make you laugh, but um, I have Christian McCaffrey. I mean, you know, he's the most expensive player on the slate. For the for the Sunday games, he's at ninety five uh, hundred. 
So pretty expensive, but you know okay. he's you pretty much can chalk him up for thirty in full PPR, which DraftKings yeah. is. So, um, I mean, never a bad idea to ch- if you can fit him in the lineup somehow, make it work with some other guys. I've got James Robinson at sixty four hundred as well. He okay. plays the Texans, which is going to be probably the worst run defense in the NFL, worst team in the NFL. But you know, in particular, their their run defense is pretty bad. Um, he said 6,400. I think that's a decent value. I don't know if these, these prices came out before ETN got hurt and I don't think they changed them. So interesting. Th- there's definitely going to be some, some like clear discounts yeah, okay. as well. So I thought they would alter them, but maybe not 6,400 for Robinson. And this is the one that's going to make you laugh, but I actually do like Jamal Williams week one at 4,500. Um, the reason why that is so funny is because yesterday in our in our draft, TJ drafted uh, Jamal Williams in the fourth round, and everyone made fun of him, yeah. rightfully so. So, but DeAndre Swift is a little bit iffy for Week One. His status is in the air. Jamal Williams is a pretty uh, decent pass catcher, so he has a a nice uh, PPR floor. And that's it for the running backs. Wide receivers, I like. I've got a, quite a few. Uh, Calvin Ridley at seventy nine hundred plays the Eagles. At home. Is he the most expensive one? No. Really? Nope. Who De- is? Adams, um, and I think maybe like one or two other guys as okay. well. So 7,900 for Ridley. Yeah, that's a good one then. Hopkins, 7,800. You can go with the Kyler and uh, Hopkins stack against Tennessee. So that's certainly something to look at. Is that affordable? I mean, you're going to oh, have to. Which I thought you were. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like also Ridley. Like. Oh, no, no. I'm yeah, just saying, okay, guys. Okay, I'm good. not building a lineup. I'm just yeah. saying, guys, I like here. All right. Yeah. Um, AJ Brown for the same reason he's 7100 which I thought was a little low for him Cardinal secondary is so inexperienced so he's going to be going against some uh, you know cornerbacks that are a little suspect Terry McLaurin 6400 I think that I thought that was pretty low as well it stood out to me you could go with the, the Chargers yeah against the Chargers you can go with a Fitzpatrick uh, McLaurin stack there that over under we didn't mention that from what I recall it's pretty low about the 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 game in general, right? I don't know. I don't remember I think it was what like it is. Forty one? No way. That's so low. Forty two. Forty four. Let's just go higher. What is it? Where is this thing? Um. Forty four. Okay. Four and a half. Still kind of low. Yeah. So maybe that's something to take a look at as well. I kind of missed that one. Um, Robbie Anderson. I, I love the Darnell Robbie Anderson stack of double revenge double game. Double revenge game, sure. They've got that chemistry because they played played together in New York previously, and then they're going against their former team. So, I mean, wait, the game's in New. No, the game's at home. But it's it a Carolina, matter. yeah. But like they're playing, especially when Robbie Anderson was there. Like, how many of the same guys are? Like, it's not. I don't know. It's just a former franchise, and it's just, I guess so. I get well. It, yeah, just stick it to ownership. That's really it. Like the co- even the coaches are kind of gone. Yeah, no, it's solid. The roster's very different. I mean, stick it to ownership. The, the guys that drafted you and traded you. Whenever we can, uh, you know, build off of a revenge game narrative, we certainly can. True. So. Yeah, and they're they're very cheap. You know, Darnold's five k, Robbie's uh, five seven uh, k. So. I think it's certainly something that you can put into your lineup. And if they connect on a deep touchdown, then, you know, you're set. Yep. Uh, last receiver I have is Michael Pittman. He's at 4,100. T.Y. Hilton's out. Uh, he's going to miss a few weeks. He has a neck injury. So someone's got to catch the ball there. 
Um, yeah. Seahawks defense isn't great. It's at home. True. So just, you know, 4,100 if you're looking for a guy to yeah, put in one. there. So yeah. Um, that's it for the receivers. I just have a couple tight ends I like. I really like Kyle Pitts week one. Philly's defense is still not great. And I think 4,400 could definitely be – I could certainly see that being the lowest that Pitts is priced at all season. So I think you could take advantage of that if you're not looking to get like a Kelsey or or something like that. And I really – you know, this is deep down the list, but I went with Mo Alley-Cox at 2,900 just because – Same reasons you same, said Pittman, yeah, yeah. Same reasons for the, for the Pittman um, pick as well. And he's, you know, 2,900. That's super cheap. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it for tight end. And then the last uh, thing I have here for DSTs is Broncos, 3,300, going against uh, the Giants. And I think they're the seventh defense, which I thought was kind of low. I thought there were some defenses. I don't remember who they were that were listed above them. But let me just check real quick. Maybe, maybe they're a little nervous of Saquon back and I mean, maybe, there. but like – they have the Panthers defense. I know they play the Jets, but they're still Panthers defense is still a little bit unproven. Um, they've got Packers. I mean, maybe just because they think Jameis will, you know, throw a couple picks. Okay. Um, and Seattle. I know their defense isn't great either. So like, I don't know why they're listed above them. But maybe what's going on with the Colts? I mean, I, yeah, Lance maybe they're just healthy, unhealthy, and you know, I don't know. That that might be it. I mean, maybe yeah. Again, I, these prices may have came out when. It was a little bit ambiguous whether Wentz will play week one and they'd be going against Jacob Eason or whatever. Yeah. So I just like the Broncos there at 3,300. I think they're affordable and we're not high on the Giants offense either. So mm-hmm. there we go. All right, folks. There is our futures betting week one yep. preview there. Um, we are so close to football. We are three days from the uh, Thursday night opener for the uh, Dallas and Tampa Bay, and then six days from the first Sunday of football. So yeah. very exciting time. Hope you guys are um, enjoying fantasy draft season, and um, we're so pumped for week one. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. We will catch you next time. Um, don't know what we're going to talk about next week. Maybe week two uh, preview, week one recap could be something else. I don't know, but we'll 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 figure it out. Yeah. And uh, follow the show on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. And um, thank you to Mr. T's for sponsoring today's episode. And we will catch you next time. See you.